0: American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima. Mr. Gorbachev teared down this. American people, I think, is good people. They, are, they have not to judge
1: with the game. Welcome back to the Cold War, Ray Harris. I'm entitling this episode, episode 205, for people that are counting. Right. Uh, no more sure. foreplay. This is... Uh, no, no. No, no. No more. No, no. more. No more. We, we have fondled. Deep. We You're have right. deep right. kissed. We have uh, <laughs> played... Some mood music, atmospheric the- music, lit candles for many episodes now. Right, now we're gonna stick it in and wiggle it yeah. about a bit.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, there's been plenty of over the close action, and now it's time yeah, for penetration. Deep. Well, deep Chrissy Chrissy piss. said but-
1: they used to, in Utah they yeah, used to call yeah. it Levi loving Is that a general American thing or just a Mormon <laughs> thing? I've
0: it- never heard it. Is that like dry humping? I, I don't even yeah, know yeah, what that yeah. is. Is that Levi okay. no, yeah, I, yeah, over I, the Levi's? Yeah, I never yeah. I've it's not it's now. not sex
1: it's not it's not sex or a sin according to the Mormon church if you do it no. if you if you rub rub so, one out over the jeans. If you don't actually touch so, the flesh, it's okay.
0: <laughs> right. So somehow denim yeah. has got Which, the approval of guide. Well I remember you told me in like,
1: Vegas, as long as you wear rubber gloves, it's not actually gay because right. you're not touching it. So if you're just wearing rubber that was and a hazmat suit or something like that, you said I don't no. know.
0: No, no, what Gimpsu? I said was there wouldn't be any there wouldn't be any fingerprints on your ass. I don't know where you got that other stuff at. Uh,
1: All right, let's get into it.
0: Um, yes, so the last yes.
1: time we we yep. said that the Chinese hit the UN forces early November and then pulled back. They hit it yes. and quit it. Hit it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, not on like a cam date. Yes, in, out, boom. And 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 the Americans were, were like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? What's going on? Yeah. Are you fighting me or not? What's going on?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, there are there are various theories uh, today uh, coming mm-hmm. out of China themselves. Some sources out of China right. say that there were problems of supply and coordination and that they figured they'd warned the Americans and, and now they'd wait to see what they did, would they back off? Um, right. there's also the theory that it was designed to encourage the enemy's arrogance. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, and, and if that was the case, the, it worked, it,
0: it, mission <laughs> that was, <mission> accomplished. <laughs> but, but there's going to be future actions that we're going to get into tonight on the first show. That's also going to make the Americans scratch their heads. So yeah, the, again, the, the Chinese are just an unknown entity and what did Sun Tzu say about fighting what you don't know? It's just not a good idea.
1: Yeah. Now, while the US and UN forces seemed to be having huge success uh, mm-hmm. when they were taking North Korea, the world was starting to pay more attention to the way that Syngman Rhee was conducting himself. Um right. An Australian member of Unkirk, um, Captain Kirk's uh, uh, complete opposite, the Unkirk, right. it's like right. the Antichrist, and you have the Unkirk,
0: the Dark makeup around his eyes yeah, to yeah, let you yeah. know, the, evil the different Kirk. to differentiate, yeah, yeah. yeah. The gotcha. Unkirk gotcha.
1: gotcha. gotcha. now, Unkirk the is Unkirk. the United Nations Commission for the Unification and Rehabilitation of Korea. Oh, I wonder I like how it. that, I wonder if they're still around. Unkirk, <laughs> I wonder if they're still Did it
0: take? working away. <laughs> <it took. Yeah. laughs>
1: they're like, one of these days.
0: Every Any year, New Year's
1: Eve, they yeah. reset their goals. Yeah. This year, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> oh, reunify career boys. If it COVID,
0: we had that. Late <laughs> Look, I know
1: now. we've been saying that for seventy years, but I tell you what, this but year, this is Danny, the magic I mean year. It.
0: I'm, I'm not. I was warming up. I was learning. It's like what I say it, on,
1: before, about about our shows. One of these days, we're going to be successful. Right. I know I've been saying that yes. for seventeen years, yes. but every one of these days, what, what did you want to say?
0: Well. Let me add on to that real quick. Um, I'm going with your your fervent dream that one day our listeners will go into the triple digits. That's kind of what, <laughs> what I'm waiting for. I'm pretty excited. When you no, say hey, that, you mean
1: that?
0: No. Oh. No. no I mean, not, if that's what it takes, I'll do it. Not oh, triple digit
1: penetration. Me. You mean triple no, digit no. Like in terms of listenership. No. I, I get you right. Yeah. what right. You, What is it? What? Who?
0: Now, I'm sorry, you've got me going now. Who who did we DP in Vegas? Who was that?
1: Tom. Tommy Moquette. Tom. No, yes. no, no, no. Ryan. No. You're talking about Ryan? No. I don't know who you're talking about. I think
0: about. we did both. Yeah. I think we did both. I'm not sure.
1: So, as I was saying before, you got into DPing. <laughs> and
0: strap. We. We got into D. Unkirk
1: and- uh, remarked, uh, I think it uh, was in. Um, uh, committee meeting of Unkirk, that the combination of pillaging, mm. looting, and general violence by the ROK forces, right. the South Korean forces, coupled with economic insecurity, was turning the population of the North against the UN, quote, to such an extent that some of them consider that they were better off under the old regime.
0: Yikes. So wasn't the ROK troops supposed to be protecting them from those various things from the communist Koreans to the north, or mm. no? Mm.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of Maybe. the point here. Yeah. Is if the new guys are just as bad <laughs> as the old guys, why are we supporting why, the new guys? Why are
0: we and why are we dying? Reports
1: about yeah. the treatment um, of the North uh, by the South as they went up into mm-hmm. the North began to trickle into the Western press. On the 2nd of November, the New York Times carried an article on the execution of collaborators in Seoul, Uh, including a woman whose baby was taken from her back at the last moment before she was executed. Oh, God. In October 1950, the London Times produced two articles that were strongly critical of Rees' regime. Mm -hmm. According to the Times correspondent, Rees' defence of the quote, local brand of democracy was, quote, no less vicious than the atrocities committed in the name of communism. The only difference was that the ROK terrorism was being supported by the UN and the US. Well, we know how to do it. He he wrote, it's a strange way to bring about the unification of the country. Now, uh, as you indicated, these sorts (laughs) of reports were not uh, helpful to the US and the UN and the West who were trying to uh, no. justify their involvement in there by saying well we're supporting the good guys over the bad guys on mm. November the 8th Dean Acheson complained about the color writing in the New York Times which he said was evoking sympathy for the victims he didn't oh. he, he didn't have a problem with the executions Uh, just the reporting of the executions might uh, create the wrong (laughs) level of sympathy. But the US Embassy in Seoul was ordered to urge the ROK to tone it the fuck down, uh, not because what they were doing was morally wrong, but because it was being covered by the press in the West and... It might be highly damaging to the world position of the US and to the UN cause. In Britain, the uh, articles in the London Times were followed by a Fleet Street scandal when the proprietor of a newspaper called the Picture Post stopped an article being published about the ROK atrocities by a journalist called James Cameron who – then went on to make Titanic, and you know, he got his own back there. But uh, before that, right. when he was a, a, a journalist <laughs> in London, uh, right. he resigned, and uh, a, a, a copy of his piece was published in the Daily Worker with uh, sort of a, a lefty communist paper in the UK which caused lots of uh, people who were part of the UN Association and the Labor Party in the UK to raise questions about uh, the UK's support for what was going on in Korea. Foreign office in the UK Mm. tried to downplay it, but, um, you know, it, it created a lot of issues. Bevan raised the issue with Washington on the 28th of October There was no Mm -hmm. official condemnation by the UN or the US or the UK of Syngman Rhee and his treatment of the North Koreans because, um, you know, they couldn't... Uh, afford to depict the R.O.K. as being just as bad as the D.P.R.K.
0: Right.
1: Um, if if they were as bad as each other, why was the U.S. supporting one over the other since 1947? Yeah. And why were they sending their oh, sons I, I over there the to get killed?
0: I know the answer. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. the
1: uh, bald yeah. uh, monkey in the back, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, the name is Bubbles. Thank you very much. That's kind of rude. Um <laughs> Now you almost made me forget what I was say. I thought with.
1: it was only Michael Jackson that called you that.
0: <laughs> no, don't. I miss
1: him. It's still too soon. You, anyway, know, you know why you call him bubbles, right?
0: I no, please tell me.
1: Please tell me. Whereas, well, you know.
0: Did he well, when you fuck a monkey
1: up the ass, ass cheeks? and then right? it farts, you oh. get uh, oh. bubbles.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, kinda of like being yeah. with Tom. I got it. Uh, let me ask you this: since <laughs> you know the history of the CIA. Much better than I do. You and I know that this is only the first of many instances where the Americans are going to couple themselves to someone who is not morally focused or centered or whatever the fuck you want to call it. um, In order to defeat what is supposedly an even worse person you and I are going to see – as we go through the CIA, we're going to see this time and time again. That the Americans will just grab up anybody that will you know fight on their side against the communists. It doesn't really matter. Remember you kept going on about the Fitzgerald uh, document or drama where, she, where she's basically saying we'll, we, we will side with anybody. I'm trying to remember what it was. We will we'll either side with anybody who takes on the communists or we prefer right-leaning candidates even maybe a little dictatorial, anything's better than a fucking socialist or communist or whatever. So I just find it interesting that the Americans are already dealing with this headache, but you and I know this is going to go on for decades where they partner with equally disreputable people for what is supposedly a bigger cause. And it's going to be a headache that just goes on and on for them for, for Washington, the state department, CIA, everybody.
1: Yeah. It's um, not Fitzgerald. It's a something doctrine, Fitzpatrick, um, named after. It's Patrick. Fitzpat- Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick? No. I
0: think
1: it's Fitzpatrick. No. Jean Fitzpatrick. Jean, uh, see, so you got the Gene bit right, yeah, doctrine.
0: Anyway, yes. Anyway.
1: There that was a thing from the late 70s yeah. Uh, yeah. where she said um, it's in our best interest to yeah. support right-wing dictators over left-wing dictators because the right-wing dictators will do business with us. Yeah. We're okay with um, Truman, yeah. Truman had argued at the Wake meeting, Wake Island, when he met with uh, Dougie Mack that... We must make it plain that we are supporting the re regime, and propaganda can go to hell. So you know, but that we
0: basically—well,
1: no, they're just making a play. Yep, he's a piece of shit, and we're supporting him. That's all there right. is to it. We don't care how it looks. We right. don't care about the optics, but we are supporting him because we're supporting him, and that's all there right. is to it
0: didn't re-mention like, his belief in God a couple dozen times over the last 20 or 30 years? And didn't MacArthur say, this is our guy, this hmm. is our guy? We're it was an Old Testament God, God though, Well, fucker, it's it was, about to get uh, thick, the good so God. we're going to find out how dedicated you are. But you right. Who else is the Americans going to turn to as a representative of supposedly a free South Korea? They've got no one else. Um,
1: and the other thing to remember is that uh, yeah. Truman was going through an election in early November yes. 1950, but I'll, I'll talk more about that later on. On the morning of the 6th of November when the communists were disengaging right across the front, Dougie Mack um, thought he had them scared and on the run, but <coughs> William Manchester right. in his Dougie, Dougie Mack uh, biography says that uh, Dougie, Dougie wasn't very confident about his own analysis. He was uh, going really? backwards and forwards in his own head Almost by the hour, he tended to shift between optimism and pessimism. No, you don't want – well, maybe you do. I mean, I was going to say you don't want that from your commander, but, you know, Napoleon used to say that – yeah, Napoleon used to say that, you know, he would stress himself out um, in the planning room. Once he got out in the fear, once he made a decision, he was 110% behind it, but he would, you know, stress himself out thinking about the options. On November first, uh, Doug said that he frankly did not know whether or not actual Chinese Communist units, as such, have been committed to the Korean War, or if they had been, whether they represent the Chinese government. <laughs> suggesting that they could just be good or rogue uh, army units good, or yeah. volunteers, etc., that are just you got, had nothing better to do as a Tuesday, yeah, uh, and they were like it. fuck. Yeah. What are we going to do? Let's we go take to go on bowling, the American uh, army. Fuck it. Go let's fishing. Go- yeah, let's go take on.
0: <laughs> let's go take on the greatest military power since Gang is gone. Mm. It's a Tuesday.
1: Hey, it's really, it's yeah. really, really cold in Manchuria, and we have no supplies. Uh, right. Let's just go and march through <laughs> right. a thousand miles of snow and fight a better-equipped force <gasps> on no.
0: our own, of our own volition.
1: All right. Yeah, not, yeah. Not from just, Peking. Just-
0: not from Mao. No. Just.
1: Yes. Yeah. Do it. it. He said it was his impression that these Chinese forces only had limited objectives in mind. Mm. Um, and they did. The limited objectives were to crush the American forces <laughs> and kick them out of Korea. I mean, by limited, yeah. I guess that's yeah. that's that's a, that's a limit, you know? That's a kind of limit.
0: Technically accurate. Now, now this is very disingenuous coming from MacArthur because MacArthur did not believe in limited warfare in any shape or form, especially when he's the one doing the fighting. Maybe he's hoping that people who are Mm. fighting against him have uh, Mm. limited orders or Mm. limited operations. Because he's a
1: white man. He's not a (laughs) slanty-eyed,
0: chinky man,
1: as he said.
0: I don't even know. I could defend him, but I feel like I'm going to hell. But the the point the point I'm trying to make is I think he's telling Manchester or the press or whatever maybe either what they want to hear or whatever because what what we have here is that he's telling some people you know what they shot their bolt they they, they like the North Koreans remember the North Koreans came down and they pushed hard and they almost got us we stopped them at the Pusan perimeter same thing here the Chinese have tried but stopped they're exhausted the they shot what
1: they stopped them at the poo.
0: Talked about yeah. the poo. No poo for you. Yeah. And the same thing here. The Chinese, you know, because you know what this is. This is um like a purge, purge episode that we're doing, trying to match energies. And so maybe the Chinese have just given up. They've did everything they could, but they've given up like the North Koreans. Yeah. but
1: The very next day, according to Manchester, <laughs> Max got some new reports and said that his analysis. Really? Removes the problem of Chinese intervention from the realm of the academic and turns it into a serious proximate threat.
0: Yeah, that's when you turn around Uh, and run But go ahead.
1: uh, Two days after that, he concluded that the Chinese were putting in a big enough force that they were sufficient to threaten the ultimate destruction of my command. Ooh. (laughs) Then... He backed away from that and yes. said, although it's impossible to appraise the actualities of Chinese communist intervention, there are many logical reasons against it. He said he had three possible explanations right. for the presence of the Chinese in Korea uh, Mao's units were just there to give the North Koreans logistical support. Right. Or they were more or less volunteers. Sure. Or they were just providing a buffer. South of the Yalu River to stop uh, anyone coming over the border, he said. I recommend. This is what he said to Washington. I recommend against hasty conclusions which might be premature and believe that a final appraisement should await a more complete accumulation of facts. Mm. So this this is how you. That's
0: good. Well, yes and no. Um, MacArthur, who I, I'm sorry do not like and so I will try not to let my personal feelings get involved I think he's again being disingenuous I think he's telling the press look potentially they've got enough people to wipe out my entire command um, is that MacArthur maybe just hedging his bets in case he wins but to trying to make himself look even more awesome I just don't trust anything that comes out of his mouth everything he does and, and this is kind of pretty much fact everything he said when, it, especially when he was talking to the press all benefited him or it was all about how he could try to make him look better or look like a a magical the next you know the 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 reincarnation of alexander the great so i don't trust anything that comes out of uh douglas MacArthur's mouth but here's the thing i don't i don't get that the chinese are going to come down they're going to fight a little bit they're only going to fight here and they're only going to fight in limited fashion but i shouldn't be too concerned about them they could have a million men but maybe not so it's a whole situation where he doesn't know what's going on. So what does he do? He sends his 8th Army and he sends X-Force to the Chinese borders. like, well, I really don't know what's going to happen. Should I be worried, worried? Should I be concerned? Do I have enough men? How's my positions looking? He doesn't. He just skips right over all that and he sends everybody north. I guess maybe he's thinking, well, I'll just find out what the Chinese intention is by attacking them because that's what he does. He sends these two massive forces north from beyond Pyongyang, all trying to get all the way to the uh, Chinese border. That's not how you sit and try to figure things out. That's when you cause your enemy or your potential enemy to act. And that's exactly what he's done so far.
1: Yeah. But before we get to that, yeah, um, sorry. I know you've got, like, a page of notes, but you don't have to read them. Almost like, a page. It's
0: double-spaced.
1: Double you don't spaced. have to read them, you know, all at once. Just, you know, that was, off, know, yeah. was the top yeah, of my just head. Just
0: relax. I, yeah.
1: just, I don't I feel the I was... need to say things, but, you know, that's it. Just sit oh. there. Yeah. Put your uh, hand back down your pants. Cheryl, where's my relax. pants?
0: Oh, Okay. <laughs>
1: In the U.S. media, he was sounding the alarm bells. I found this um, article on newspapers.com. This is from Mm -hmm. the Star Tribune in Minneapolis, 6th of November, 1950. Right. Tokyo, Japan, a fresh army of alien communist forces has entered Korea from Manchuria, General MacArthur said Monday. He branded this move one of the most offensive acts of international lawlessness in history. Mm -hmm. America has become involved in a full-scale undeclared war with communist China, which probably will drag out at least through the winter. This undeclared war could develop into a conflict of far greater proportions than anything yet seen in Korea. The conclusions from one of the most somber briefings ever given to correspondents by a spokesman for General Douglas MacArthur's headquarters since the Korean War began. In the briefing Sunday, the spokesman stressed two points. The Chinese communist official attitude holds it is necessary for the defense of China to resist the United Nations forces in Korea by helping the North Korean communists. A winter war in Korea will mean bitter weather, rugged terrain and winter uniforms. The briefing officer made the flat statement that as of now, only two weeks after it appeared all organized resistance had ended in Korea, the North Koreans, with the aid of outside reinforcements, have been able to reorganize to the point where they are capable of defending every major and secondary route of advance." MacArthur said the stealthy move, without any notice of belligerency, failed in its apparent intent to trap and destroy the U.N. Army. By Mm. timely detection and skillful maneuvering, U.N. troops fell back and stabilized a new defense line in preparation for destruction of those forces now arrayed against us
0: in North Korea. So we're the victim. And... And broadcast. And broadcast. That was good. That was good. That was good. Um, was good. Newsflash. And I like the way you had John. your hand next to your ear the you whole time. Like yeah. It. yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Breaking news, everyone. <laughs> right. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Now, he's saying that there was uh, absolutely no notice of belligerency. Uh, it was a sneak attack like Pearl Harbor. Americans love claiming things are sneak attacks, even when they've had plenty of warning.
0: <laughs> You're not like, wrong. What? You're not yeah. wrong. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, sneak attack. So wait a minute. We know the Chinese. We, yeah, and they attacked us. It's a sneak attack. Even though we were attacking first, go ahead, go ahead. And even
1: though the Chinese had been giving plenty of warning to the UN that if America didn't keep the fuck out of North Korea, they were going to get involved. But then it was still a sneak attack. Even though, well, look, yes, you warned us but right, we didn't I listen to your it. warnings. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, yeah therefore, it, it was a surprise attack. Surprise <laughs> to us because we didn't believe because you didn't when you it. told us you were going to do it.
0: Right, right, yeah. If I don't want it to happen, it's a surprise, not unlike backdoor action. But the point is, the second, see, this is for the home audience, though. Go ahead.
1: Yes. And the second part of this is he said they failed in their intent to trap what he didn't mm. know was the real trap had not yet been revealed. This was the (laughs) pre-trap. Pre-trap trap. trap. trap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, pre-trap trap. trap. But but if you think Uh. about it now, because you were saying in the last episode that one, either the Chinese, when they came down and bitch slapped uh, the Americans, the British, uh, the the South Koreans, and there were other... um, not too many, but there were other nationalities there. When they came down and and slapped everybody and then backed off, one version was, oh, we were running out of supplies. Uh, the other version was, oh, we wanted to just give you a chance to back up. Uh, who in the hell knows what's actually going on in here? But you would imagine that the Americans at the very least would respect the Chinese ability to be tough fighters. But But again, all that just gets passed. It's like, MacArthur is just trying to control the narrative and he's trying to milk and get whatever he wants out of the American people and of Washington. Does he want more money? Does he want more troops? Does he want more supplies? And the answer is yes, because he wants another massive war to be another hero. So, again, anything coming out of his mouth to the American people or to the politicians should be considered suspect. Just – Yeah. He's a war monger. Yeah. Just putting that out there.
1: Yeah. Even though he claims he wasn't. He hated war. Hate he just it. Uh, hated it. Uh, yeah, like I hate eating pussy, but, you know, I just have to, you know, uh, just when I think I'm out, she drags me back in between the fights. Where were we? Like, you, 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 good point here, and this is the thing that I think Americans are still still tend to be a little bit ignorant about, you oh, know. Um, yeah. Have to remember that China had been fighting nonstop for 20 years at this point. Right. The the CCP were uh, a, a, a lean, mean fighting machine. They were very, very good at it. First they yes. had to fight the Japanese to get them out of the country. Then they had to fight the Kuomintang in the Civil War. They yep. were a lean, mean, and huge Decades. fighting machine. Decades. Massive, yes. very, very yep. proficient. And a Chinese soldier required just... Eight to 10 pounds or three to four kilos (laughs) to march of supplies uh, on his person. Guess what the UN uh, soldiers carried with them? How much in supplies?
0: It doesn't matter because we had it dropped in by drones. Uh, Pretty proud of that directly from Amazon, one day shipping. Uh, No, uh, uh, tell me. So they're doing eight to ten pounds a day for each soldier. What is the average, how should I put this delicately, bloated, arrogant, cocky, dependent upon technology, American need each day? Sixty. Is this a fat farm? Are we purposefully trying to fatten people up to feed them to the cow? I mean, what the fuck? What the actual fuck?
1: Go ahead. Yeah. Jesus. Three to four kilos for the Chinese, which is about the amount of weight I put on over Christmas, and uh, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> six times that amount right. for the UN forces.
0: Right. But here's if I could, and I'll just make this really quick. You were you were just talking a second ago about the decades of experience that the Chinese soldiers have, and they do and don't. Even though it's been since 1931 that J- Japan invaded them, some of these kids are literally still kids. You've got 22-year-olds who are in charge of platoons. You've got 19-year-olds who have got 10 years of fighting experience. But the point I want to make is the Chinese are not like, you know what? I've got it.
1: 19-year-olds with 10 years? Well, they started fighting when they were nine?
0: Some some of them literally, when they were born in their village, the Japanese were there. they, They were fighting. They were given
1: a gun. Yeah. well the
0: point is they know all about combat to them it's 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 normal it's the only like yeah. they, Whereas the Americans cushy jobs they go to to the mm. army because they want to either go to free college or travel for free and now they're stuck in this hell mm. but the point I want to make is the Americans have got sonar radar they got missiles they got tanks they got planes they got fighters the Chinese have got a gun they've got a couple of grenades they've got 80 rounds of bullets and they've got a 10pound Bag of food on their back. I mean, but it all comes back down to what happened in Afghanistan. That's a perfect example. The Chinese are motivated and they have a specific goal. We need the Americans to be out. The Americans are just there because they're forced to be there. And their number one goal is to not die. They don't care if they win, they just want to not die. The Chinese are very specific. We are highly motivated. We've got tons of experience. And now because you're here, we have to, once again, strap on. I'd rather be a farmer and take care of my family, but they're strapping up and now, now they're taking on the Americans. Um, but again, you're absolutely right. I mean, they've got all this experience. The Americans don't know what the fuck they're doing. But MacArthur is like, ah, eh, we can handle it. No, I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever is going to happen, my boys can handle it because they're going to listen to me and I'm, I'm the best there is. I don't know. It's just another example of hubris.
1: The Chinese would wear simple quilted cotton uniforms out in the Mm -hmm. what's going to turn out to be an extremely harsh window and tennis shoes. Right. That's what they had. No fancy uniforms and boots and and jackets. Yeah. They'd be uh, hiking up and down the mountain tracks with uh, a gun, as you said, 80 rounds of ammo, grenade, spare foot rags, (laughs) <laughs> a sewing kit, chopsticks, and maybe a week's worth of food—tea, rice, yeah. little sugar, maybe a tin of fish or meat. They lived yeah. on next to nothing, like history Jeez. podcasters. <laughs> um, they had a they had coupons. a saying during their civil Sorry, war. Ahead. Had a saying during the civil war: the Red Army's two legs is better than the Kuomintang's four wheels. They're not so wrong. They needed. They needed to be fast. They could, you know, get through rough terrain. And they learned early on, though, when they were attacking the American position that they only had a couple of hours before the Americans would get reinforced. When they fought the KMT, they would have days in which they could encircle them. But now they needed to get in, hit it and quit it because the Americans would uh, fly in reinforcements. But as you pointed out, and, and this is, uh, you know, a lesson that I guess uh, military planners either uh, continue to ignore or know about and just, you know, don't care. Right. These guys are uh, protecting their homeland. They just won control of it back after a century of British and Japanese oppression and yes. then a civil war on top of that. Yeah. Um. And, you know, this is – they're fighting for their lives and the lives of their families, yeah. their, their parents, their wives, their children, future generations, a bit like, you know, we oh. talked about Ho Chi Minh. Yes. Ho Chi Minh, you Look, know, fighting for the – years
0: down the road, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're fighting for the future generations here. Yeah. And, you know, and Chinese uh, obviously um, have been around a long time. They understand the long arc of history. Right. They're not a new country like the U.S. or Australia. We've only been around as a country for a couple of hundred years. They've been around for thousands of years, motherfucker. thousand. They're like, yeah. yeah. We've seen it all, what's, what's, bitch. What's, we wrote the books. Yeah. yeah. What's a hundred years? Doesn't yeah. matter. No. Uh, but the Americans, as you said, didn't want to be there. When When the Chinese would capture American prisoners, they would tend to fall on their knees, cry, oh. beg for mercy. Right. They didn't want to be there. But as we'll see, uh, as the war dragged on, even the Chinese questioned what the hell they were doing in Korea when their own morale began to suffer, but Mm. that is for later on. On Monday, November 6th, uh, MacArthur ordered Lieutenant General George Stratemeyer, good good old Stratocaster himself, (laughs) he was the commander of the Far East Air Forces and had said publicly that his bombers could flatten China MacArthur told him to take 90 of his B 29s and take Damn. out the bridges at the northwestern tip of Korea, the bridges of mm, Okay, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. I have no doubt at all. Sunu-Ju. I think you got it right. The, you got yeah, it right. It's, yeah. <laughs> if it's not pronounced that way before, it's, it is now. <laughs> the Flyers uh, suited up. Right. Uh, started warming their engines and MacArthur went to bed. At 2 a.m., he was woken up oh, when he had a directive from the Joint Chiefs in Washington telling him to back the fuck off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Quit beating the damn hornet's nest with a fucking stick.
1: The Joint Chiefs told him to postpone all bombing of targets within five miles of the Manchurian border until furthest- mm-hmm. further notice. So obviously he, he he doesn't like taking orders from anyone. I mean he is God, um, as he as we've said before. Uh, yeah. Now, the reason apparently is that uh, Omar Bradley w- was convinced as many people, uh, particularly Americans, were that mm-hmm. Moscow and Beijing or Peking, as it was known at the time, were working together, yeah. and that the u s was being drawn into a war with these major communist powers. If if they got sucked into that in a big way, the Soviets might attack somewhere else, somewhere that they actually cared about, where white people lived. Thank you. And they might have to, uh, you know, redirect. You know, might they might not have the forces to redirect there. The 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 joint chiefs all tended to have this point of view. MacArthur didn't, and he Mm -hmm. uh, scrawled a reply at two (laughs) a.m. in the morning, where he basically said. Men of material and large force are pouring across all bridges over the Yalu from Manchuria. This movement not only jeopardizes, but threatens the ultimate destruction of the forces under my command. The only way to stop this reinforcement of the enemy is the destruction of these bridges and the subjection of all installations in the North Area supporting the enemy advance to the maximum of our air destruction. Every hour that this is postponed will be paid for dearly in American and other United Nations blood. I am suspending this strike and carrying out your instructions, but I cannot overemphasize the disastrous effect, both physical and psychological, that will result from the restrictions which you are imposing. I trust that the matter will immediately be brought to the attention of the president, as I believe your instructions may well result in a calamity of major proportion for which I cannot accept the responsibility Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. his personal and direct understanding of the situation.
0: Uh, Question. question. Why are a whole bunch of trucks loaded down with supplies and soldiers coming across these bridges? They're actually leaving China, and they're going into another country called North Korea. Why are they doing that? To help defend against you? Oh, oh, well, okay, dick. Anyway, he, he just refuses to see... He wants, he wants to fight. I don't know. I'm convinced that MacArthur wants to fight and he wants to win and he wants to be a hero again and fuck everybody else.
1: Mm. Well, but he's right. They are coming over the bridges. And if he yeah. had bombed the bridges, they wouldn't have been able to come over the bridges. They would have just built new bridges. Right. But, you know, they, they would have taken them some time. A couple uh, of hours. But, yeah, but, but you're also right, right. like. You know, get the fucking message here, uh, Dougie. Like, you know, back the fuck, back, back the fuck yeah. off. Now there wasn't some grand, uh, cunning plan between Peking and, and Moscow to draw the US and the UN in so they could strike somewhere right. else. But it, it was all about uh, North Korea and, and, and China protecting its border and, and supporting its ally who had supported them during their civil war. Right. So. You know, uh, but the other interesting point that um, to to be tad here is that uh, from the viewpoint of the first uh, the the chiefs, first Mm -hmm. MacArthur is saying um, it's impossible to know what the Chinese are intending. We we need to wait and see. Then he just wants to bomb the fuck out of them, (laughs) and says that they're pouring across the Yalu. Right. So what is it? Wait, wait, and get more facts, or bomb? Uh, you know, they're either a, a direct and immediate threat or you're not quite sure. Right. Like, what is it? Pick a story and fucking stick with it, uh, General. Yeah. The second thing that they would have been stunned by, the Joint Chiefs, is that mm-hmm. he's threatening to go over their heads to the President, basically. yeah. like, fuck, you, fuck all y'all. Right. I'm going to my good friend. Yeah. Truman, pal, who yes. he hated.
0: I just met had him a couple at, of, you know, in, a little while ago. Yeah. Over a week. Island. A little Island. while ago, yeah. Loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what the military personnel hate? Anybody hates this, but trust me, uh, my father was in the military for 25 years. They hate it when you go over their head and you get them in trouble. And now here the Joint Mm. Chiefs are thinking that they're – President's going to call him in the office and go. You told him to stop bombing. What? I mean, it's. I mean, it's just a clusterfuck. This is going from being a war between the communists and the Western powers to going between MacArthur and the Joint Chiefs. I mean, they are going to be pissed. But again, because they're people in the military, they do whatever they're told. So I guess now it's up to Truman to decide what's going to happen with those with those bridges.
1: Was your father bomber Harris? Is that what you're trying to tell us all?
0: Uh, he was a bomber Harris, not. Not the bomber Harris. Uh, I would have had a much cooler life, uh, but no. Seven. He was a courier. He was a courier. Not not exciting. Harris. Courier Harris. It doesn't have the See, same ring as bomber Harris. Rain. Really. It doesn't, doesn't. No. Hardly ever no. got laid with that name. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Um.
1: So anyway, Omar Bradley called Truman, read the message to Truman, and. You know, Dougie must have worked some magic on Truman at Wake right. Island because Truman said that since MacArthur felt so strongly, uh-huh. he should be given the go-ahead.
0: Yeah. So
1: the Joint Chiefs cabled uh, Dougie back, lifting the five-mile restriction and authorising him to bomb Sin Jew right. and the bridges up to the middle of the river.
0: Oh, okay. You can only
1: bomb to the, the middle of the river and you can't bomb accurate.
0: anything on the Right. You also Don't bomb he, on they their told him you couldn't
1: bomb any, yeah. Yeah. any dams yeah. or power plants on the Yalu River. Yeah, you have to stop at their side okay. of the river. How yeah. did Dougie feel about bombing half a bridge,
0: right? Uh, I imagine he didn't wasn't too keen on it, but let let me just, again, I just want to emphasize something you said a couple of seconds ago. MacArthur's like, I'm not really sure what the Chinese are going to do, but I, even though I don't know, I go, I think we should go ahead and bomb them. I think they'll understand. I think we should bomb them, but I don't know what they're going to do, but we should bomb them. I mean, that makes no sense to me. Cause if you bomb them, you know exactly what they're going to do. And I think he's, he's, he's trying to stir up a fight. But I, but I imagine uh, again, MacArthur gets his way, and he, uh, and I'm guess you're telling us that he does drop these bombs, and are these bridges destroyed? No,
1: no. he, uh, he said that's uh, that's bullshit. Uh, you can't <laughs> you can't attack half a bridge. Yeah, uh, I
0: can't bomb half bridge. And there's no way,
1: and there's no way we can ban the bridge without violating Manchurian airspace. It cannot be done. Stratemeyer said, and Washington must know. That it can't be done. It's like they were saying okay, but <laughs> then setting conditions that right. couldn't be met. So oh my God. Dougie Mac goes back to the Pentagon the next day, right. says that hostile planes were rising from Manchurian airstrips in increasing numbers and attacking UN troop formations and then flying back to safety.
0: Nice. Well
1: done. Was it true? He said. No, wasn't true, just made it up. (laughs) He said that he had to be permitted under the long-established international law rule of hot pursuit. Right, right. Also uh, the title of a great uh, Mm. Burt Reynolds film from the early 70s, to follow these hit-and-run aircraft back across the border and attacking them, this time... Oh, well, you're being attacked? Okay. Marshall mm. gave his approval, so did Atchison, and so did the oh. President. But Dean yeah. Rusk pointed out that, eh, but before you go ahead, we need to check with our allies. Right. Before oh, you can go ahead and we care? bomb and attack these ships. Who?
0: who, who? Uh, yeah, who? apparently. Uh, who are we going to ask?
1: <laughs> yeah, who doesn't owe us
0: money? Who doesn't owe us money at this point besides fucking... Russia, I mean, anyway. And Go China, ahead. yeah. And China. Good so they,
1: they consulted their allies and all 13 of them objected. Yes. Uh, because, sure. look, invading <laughs> North Korea is one thing. Attacking
0: yeah. China? Yeah. No. No.
1: no. I'll
0: have to clear my schedule for the rest of the week if you do that. And I don't want to clear my schedule.
1: Partly because, you know, they had uh, commercial relationships with China. They didn't want to damage. And also, they again, they thought that if you attack China, the Soviets will get involved. We just got out of a world war. We don't want another right. world war. Let's avoid that if we can. And they were so adamant that he couldn't do this, that the matter was laid to rest. Uh, he was oh. told, sorry, no right. bombing of the bridges. And MacArthur, as you can imagine, was absolutely livid, uh, he called the order not to bomb the Bridges, the most indefensible and ill-conceived decision ever forced on a field commander in our nation's
0: history. Do you Do you get, I'm a little tired of the absolutes. It's like Trump, everything, it's the worst, it's the greatest, it's the best, it's the most destru- Fuck, calm the fuck down. Your life is not that exciting. No one's life is the most of everything. Fuck you. Sorry, I'm done now.
1: He also later wrote that he was denied the right to bomb the hydroelectric plants along the Yalu. The order was broadened to include every plant in North Korea which was capable of furnishing electrical power to Manchuria and Siberia. I felt that step by step, my weapons were being taken away from me.
0: You Wait a minute. You didn't mention Siberia previously. If this power source is helping Siberia then fuck yes, the Russians will get involved, even though they're not involved now. You can't take power from a major part of someone's country and not have them get a little miffed, I think is the word I'm looking for. Anyway, I'm sorry.
1: But this is all happening in that first week of November, and then, as we said before, the Chinese uh, went quiet. They disengaged. They disappeared. Disappeared into the mountains. stratomized pilots were flying around, unchallenged. Nothing was going on. No one was yeah. shooting at them. We won. Yeah, <laughs> again they won. So sorry. again. So <laughs> after a few weeks of a few weeks of quiet, right? MacArthur back to being optimistic again. Yes. Um, felt like ha. See, they blinked. I gave them a stern look. They blinked. This is what you know. Being American is all about. We don't even need to fight. We just need to go, yeah. and they'll back <laughs> well,
0: off. Yeah. And the Chinese he even are like, flew up. Okay. Right. Go ahead.
1: Even flew up to the Yalu for a, a quick looky look. Did you read about no. the, the details behind that? No. Please tell me. Before he left North Korea, he was in Pyongyang, and he decided to fly up himself and take a look. Mm -hmm. His staff tried to talk him out of it. His plane was unarmed. Yeah. They said you'd be a sitting target for the Chinese. He just laughed at them and said the very audacity of the flight was its best defence. And Mm. they asked him to at least wear a parachute, and he said you gentlemen can wear them if you want to, but I'll stick with the plane. (laughs) I'll go down with it. It doesn't matter, boy. I'm
0: invulnerable and yeah.
1: mortal anyway. I'll just bounce off the ground and get back up, dust you off know, my pipe. and
0: <laughs> You know, the parachute is just another shape. It's the same material. It's just another shape. as pantyhose, you bitches. Y'all go ahead and wear your <laughs> pantyhose. I'm going to stay with a goddamn plane. Where's my pipe? Anyway, love this guy. Love this guy. Yeah. You just
1: said you didn't like him 10 I'm minutes sarcastic.
0: ago. No, I'm being, I, no, no, I do right, admire right. the hubris, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck that. I wouldn't go with
1: it. um But so they flew up there, didn't get attacked, saw nothing, no soldiers, no enemy aircraft, just a completely empty landscape. Wow. MacArthur wrote, "When we meet, <coughs> <coughs> when we reach the mouth of the Yalu, I told Story to turn east and follow the river at an altitude of five thousand feet. At this height." We could observe in detail the entire area of international no-man's land all the way to the Siberian border. All that spread before our eyes was an endless expanse of utterly barren countryside, jagged hills, yawning crevices, and the black waters of the Yalu. If a large force or massive supply train had passed over the border, the imprints had already been well covered by the intermittent snowstorms of the Yalu Valley. Mm. And, of course, that's exactly what had happened. Uh, (laughs) The snow had covered up all their footprints, and the Chinese were experts at leaving no trace.
0: Exactly. And just for the fun of it, it is uh, November in North Korea. Little chilly. The Americans do not yet have their winter clothes. Why? Because MacArthur is telling them it's going to be over with by Christmas. So, yes, it's getting cold, but don't worry. You will be out of here soon. Just hang in there for a couple more weeks. We'll wrap this up.
1: The um, military journalist and historian Brigadier General Samuel Lyman Atwood Marshall, a.k.a. Slam, he's just (laughs) known as Slam, called the Chinese army a phantom which casts no shadow. Its main secret, its strength, its position and its initiative had been kept to perfection, and therefore it was du- doubly armed. Oh,
0: so we don't know anything about them. They're all professionals. They're all in hiding. We don't have any information on them, but we're going to fight them anyway. Sure.
1: Well, Dougie Mack then returned to Tokyo, convinced it's all over again. 24th, uh, 24th of November, Thanksgiving Day. Um, it was cold. Uh, An immense logistical effort was made to make sure that the men of the 8th Army all had their turkey dinner. Yes. Um, Truck and even airdrops came in. Trucks and airdrops make sure that all of the trimmings were provided for them for Thanksgiving. They had shrimp cocktails, Mashed potatoes, dressing. I've never had a shrimp cocktail. Have you ever had a shrimp oh, yeah. cocktail?
0: It's worth it. Are they awful? No? Good? I like yeah? them.
1: I like them. Right. Yeah. Uh, mashed potatoes, dressing, cranberry sauce, and pumpkin pie. Chrissy does like to do a traditional uh, Thanksgiving dinner here every year. She'll make oh, nice. pumpkin pie.
0: Yeah.
1: We do the turkey, the cranberry sauce. We didn't do it this year because COVID, and she was like, fuck it, sure. I can't be bothered. But <laughs> normally every year we do it. Um yeah. But not the shrimp cocktail. Uh, never done that. So I don't know. I have to yeah. th- think yeah. of that for next year. What they didn't know uh, while they were celebrating with their turkey dinners was that hundreds of thousands of Chinese soldiers were <laughs> surrounding them oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, carrying just a bag of right. uh, millet meal and wearing tennis shoes at 30 degrees Fahrenheit below zero.
0: So... I just have to ask, so the food on my plate on Thanksgiving Day, if I was a soldier there on November 24th, the food on my plate actually weighed more than the sack of food that the Chinese guy had on his back, who's going to be attacking me soon. Again, just fucking bad asses. Do you know that my brother, when he was deployed to the Middle East, got a lobster every Sunday? Where was he at? Was it Afghanistan? Was it like Anyway, uh, the military, they still to this day when Sunday comes, I mean, they spend a shit ton of money on logistics and food taking care of these guys, mostly guys uh, who were deployed out. So anyway, it just reminded me of that. But he had he had lobster every Sunday. I don't even fucking get lobster every Sunday. And I wasn't in a war zone. But anyway, uh, the army still believes in doing this even today. I guess it helps with morale.
1: Yeah, I mean their their base is right next door to a toxic dump where they're burning stuff and all so the chemicals it. are going into their lungs, but you it's get no a lobster on a Sunday.
0: <laughs> and they don't have to pay taxes when they're deployed. So lobster, no taxes, and the best part, wait for it, you get to kill somebody. Join the army.
1: Chinese had one man back to support one man forward philosophy, right. while the Americans had nine back. And one forward.
0: We could afford to. Literally. Or
1: an, a, a, another way of saying that would
0: nice. be. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. <laughs> yeah, mama. Mama, be come, come, come. Yeah. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, I need a stable of young, young men to come behind me. me. Come, come. You say come, one go, goddamn thing. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Aww. Oh. Come oh, he's speaking Cantonese.
1: Uh, there you
0: go. There's
1: a lot of coming. There's a lot of semen in that a clip. A lot of coming. Um, Where were we? Dougie, as you said before, was assuring that they would be home by Christmas. Some of the journalists were calling it the home by Christmas offensive. Yes. He was just gonna just gonna send them up to take one more look uh, up to the Yalu, and then they would all be home by Christmas. Right.
0: So Oh, Little November, did he know sorry, sorry, go ahead. Little did that he his
1: 150,000 men right. were advancing into 300,000 Chinese troops and 80,000 North Korean guerrillas. But <laughs> neither the CIA nor his own intelligence units had any clue what they were going into. And even if they had, they probably wouldn't have believed it. Churchill... weighed in on it, even though he wasn't in power at the time. He uh, said that he thought MacArthur should halt his advance at the neck or waist of Korea, but MacArthur told Churchill to go fuck himself. Uh, (laughs) He said, Asiatics love a winner and despise a loser. They respect aggressive leadership. He did sound like Trump, didn't he? Loser. You're yeah, just a yeah, loser. Yeah. Asiatics love a winner. Don't like a loser. They respect aggression. That's what I'm going right. to give them. A lot of people have told me it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fabulous. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You see, you'll be
0: thanking uh, me. You'll be thanking yeah. me for all of my great winning. It's going to be fabulous. You're going to get tired of winning. And are say no. So the next day
1: after oh. Thanksgiving, after MacArthur
0: launched his – reconnaissance in
1: force, as he called it. We're taking the whole army. It's just a reconnaissance (laughs) mission. We're just sending the whole army to do a reconnaissance mission.
0: It's like a Sunday drive. We're taking everything. We're taking the entire house. We're we're taking (laughs) the the copper pipes. We're we're, we're taking everything. So, yeah, so the 8th Army, Walker's 8th Army to the west, X Corps almonds. X Corps to the east, start heading up because it is time to finish this so the boys can go home by Christmas. So the the great offensive is on. So on the
1: 25th of November, 1950, uh, they're heading towards Hill 219 on the east bank of the Chongchong Chong River mm-hmm. on the road to Kangia, where they were hit with fierce grenade attacks and small arms fire from Chinese assault groups who started smashing through the American perimeters, overrunning oh. infantry positions, gun lines. By the night of the 26th of November, 2nd Division had been driven back two miles southwest down to Chongchon. Command posts of the 9th Infantry's 1st and 3rd Battalions were overrun. Shortly before midnight, the 2nd Battalion was attacked and forced back. They lost most of their equipment. Mao Tse Tung had said, in general, to achieve quick decision, we should attack a moving and not a stationary enemy. He also mm. wrote, enemy advances, we retreat. Enemy halts, we harass. Enemy tires, we attack. Enemy retreats, we pursue. Nice. And this is what the Americans are going to discover over the next few years. Some Americans waded into the Chong Chong River uh, where their clothes and boots immediately turned to ice when they climbed out the other side. Oh, my side. God, yeah. Um, the collective American response was pretty feeble and pathetic. Uh, from the command down to the rank and file, they just basically panicked and bugged out. Uh, They just were shocked and surprised after being told that the Chinese had run home Mm -hmm. to get attacked massively. Um, They they basically didn't know what to do. It was every man for himself. According to one American soldier, there was a complete loss of leadership and that was nothing compared to the South Koreans who
0: were with them. Right. Yeah. The second uh, core, the ROK, three divisions strong collapsed overnight because of these, uh, these night raids that were coming in by the Chinese. So the Americans who are And this is not a criticism, but they are strongly reliant on communication and technology. They panic. They run away. There's a complete breakdown. They are not able or willing to communicate with each other. And like you said, it literally is men yelling out every man for himself, and they're trying to see who can win the thousand-meter race. Um, That's bad enough. But to have three divisions of your South Korean troops, your allies, just literally throw everything down. And run away even faster than the Americans. Uh, it's just a complete clusterfuck that's going on here, and and the Chinese are really getting a good idea of the metal of their opponents at this point, and they're not very impressed.
1: Mm. A Turkish brigade tried to come in and support the Koreans. Oh, uh, were cut off by a Chinese roadblock. About eighteen divisions of the Chinese Eighth Army Group were now committed. Oh. And the U.S. 8th Army was in serious danger of being cut off from the south. So Walker ordered his forces to immediately retreat. But yet still some Americans didn't really accept what was happening. The 2nd Division around Kunuri, just south of the the Chongchong, had to open its own line of withdrawal uh, to prevent Mm -hmm. the Chinese from coming in and, and basically bisecting them. Uh, General Kaiser, the 2nd Division's commander, only began to move back to Kunuri on the 28th, but the Chinese were already south of his position. Somebody tried to warn him of that,
0: yeah. suggested
1: he go west instead, but he refused. He said he was going to take the direct path south and uh, no one was going to tell him anything different. Um. And so, uh, yeah, that didn't go well. In the, uh, yeah. um, But before we get to that, in the first yeah. couple of days of this Chinese attack, something strange was going on. The Chinese would take American American prisoners and instead of killing them, would mm-hmm. let them go back to their units. Oh. When they would overrun an right. American command post, they wouldn't destroy it. They wouldn't touch anything. The Americans would come back in later on and find everything was Still in place, yeah. Chinese hadn't destroyed it. Um, What's your theory on why they were doing those things, Ray?
0: I think that the communist troops are very well disciplined. I mean, we all loved a a good looting every once in a while. Who doesn't? But I think I my guess would be that the Chinese troops were literally told, go in there, harass, you know, scare the shit out of these guys. Try not to, you know, keep some of them because some of them are going to be captured and released. Some of them are going to be captured and they're going to be held for the next two and a half years. I think it was just literally the Chinese sizing up the Americans. Let's not go all, you know, let's not turn it up to 10 now with death and destruction uh, and stealing of everything. Let's just go in there and freak them out and see what happens. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts, but to start a war by taking it easy on your enemy, even though you've got your hands around their throat, is very confusing to me and i imagine that's probably half the point for the chinese just to confuse the fuck out of your enemy what do you think
1: yeah i think it's uh, psychological warfare if mm-hmm. um if if we come in and we capture your guys and then we just let them go and send them back it's saying yeah. uh, well it's like you see in the mafia movies it's like I want. I want you to go and send the message to your boss. <laughs> tell everybody. Yeah. Tell yeah. everybody. Yeah. We let. Tell everybody that we're here and we let you go. Yeah. And it's like send send them back with a message. Right. B. It's like you know what? We don't give a fuck. We can send you back. We'll fight. We'll beat you again I'll next catch week you again. And if you we come back. We, yeah. 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 We'll just keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. Come on. It doesn't matter. Replay. We don't need to kill you. That's yeah. right. We 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 don't. And do, by we the way, just I keep can smell you the back. Piss That's in how your pants.
0: That's what. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pissing themselves yeah. Yeah, but it's I crazy. mean, they, it, yeah.
1: this was only the the like the first uh, week or so. Uh, yeah, afterwards they took prisoners and kept them and took them and killed them. But early on, they would just let them go. Right. It was like a bit of a, a little bit of a game, I
0: think. Yeah, and the other thing might have been because the logistics of the Chinese were still being worked out. Because they just did come across. I wonder if they were like, well, we don't have time, the resources, the food, the area, the equipment, the the fencing or whatever to keep prisoners. We don't have time for that, or you know, a ton of prisoners. Who knows? But the they're point still going is, to kill them. Could absolutely, them. absolutely. I'm I'm just saying that this might have been a prudent decision on their part. And besides, mm. may, maybe this won't turn into a full scale war if we take it easy on them the first couple of days. Who mm. knows? Who knows mm. what they're thinking? Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was a bit of that too. I think it was like, listen, we've given you a warning. We went yeah. away. You came back. Now we're giving you another warning.
0: A harder uh, warning.
1: Yeah, yeah, see if you take it. But, of yeah, course, yeah. the Americans still didn't take it. Right. On the 30th of November, around 1 p.m., General Kaiser, this is the guy in command of 2nd Division, ordered his men to just run the road south, whatever yeah. was in their way, just barrel over the top of it. Um, so they have this huge convoy, Airbreaker 190, this <laughs> is a rubber donkey, copy on the big bang, command running this road down south from Kunari, and they hit a storm of... Oh. Mortar and yeah. machine gun fire. Um, there were actually some British onlookers uh, on the a hill, 27th Yeah, yeah, watching this happen. Watching trucks keel over and catch fire. Men get mown down as they run from their run for their lives. Right. Jeeps, uh, you know, crashing into the the British. Uh, just full of survivors and dead and wounded. Yeah, uh, The British actually suffered several casualties um, from Americans shooting at them. Panic. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah, panic shooting at them. Jesus. Um, yeah. The death ride of the 2nd Division through uh, the pass below Koonery, um went for six miles of enemy <laughs> fire. Right. Um, it was basically a complete clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. The guy called Ma- walt killali who Mm. commanded the division's mobile anti-aircraft battalion said he saw men just sitting motionless in their vehicles while they were being shot at they couldn't even yeah couldn't even defend themselves get out of the car they just completely froze shut down system overload yeah Yeah, just sat there and waited to die
0: just shoot me yeah but i mean i'm just i'm just I'm like this is crazy picture being a chinese person you just happen to be born in a time you happen to be born let's just say early 1930s late 1920s and all you know is warfare invasion your country and you capture some 18 year old american kid and he gets on his knees and he starts crying please i don't kind of want to die and you've known nothing but war your entire life you're probably looking at this guy going Pull it together. Oh, my God. Grow a pair. Do you know what I've gone through in my entire life? And what? You d- you didn't have enough pudding at the, at the Kmart? You go, Fuck you. You know, I don't know. I just – it's literally two different worlds fighting each other. The Americans are confident. They're arrogant. They're affluent. The Chinese are poor, but they're determined. I mean it literally is night and day coming at each other. And and yet somehow everybody's – or a lot of people in the West would still be surprised that the Chinese win this. I, I just don't – I don't. I don't get this. I mean, you have to have, like you were saying earlier, you have to have a, a force that's lean, mean, hungry, and it has to have a reason to be there. It has to have specific goals, and the Americans have none of these at this point, and it's showing itself with the outcome of these clashes.
1: The Chinese, when they had these American prisoners, they'd often bring in Don Corleone. He'd go,
0: <laughs> "You can act like a man." Woo, 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 woo. What is this? They needed it. They. And with all due respect, um, yeah, they needed it.
1: In that one afternoon on the uh, death uh, ride, the 2nd Division lost 3,000 men and almost all its transport and equipment. But, of course, the Division's official history calls it a magnificent stand. Even in defeat, the Indian Head Division proved to be a rock which held fast, giving other units an opportunity for survival.
0: Now, I will say this. As someone who studied military... And history,
1: Stan. Yeah. Barry and Stan wrote that official history <laughs> for them, by oh, the way. No, yeah, they,
0: yeah. Well, actually, if I can reenact it, they went... Oh, oh, uh, okay, give me, a, give me a pen and give me, time give me a time. <laughs> I'm cooking. I'm cooking. Give me something like <laughs> It was a glorious stand like a rock. <laughs> Fuck, this is awesome! You know? <laughs> no, but seriously, um, trying to retreat while holding back the enemy, is one of the most sophisticated, complicated maneuvers you can possibly make. Um, and, and and since Kaiser and his men didn't do well, that that's halfway understandable. But that's not what happened here. They literally tried to outrun each other by throwing everything down, getting the fuck out of there. And actually General almond who's in charge of X-Force, who's, who's uh, MacArthur's chief of staff, he will ruin Kaiser's career. Kaiser will be shipped back to the to the United States soon after this. So, uh, yeah, uh, Kaiser fucked up, but Allman certainly finished him off by giving him some other, you know, job back in the United States. So Kaiser's career is over.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and it took second division months before they were even considered uh, capable yeah. of getting back involved in the war. Uh is called the Graveyard of MacArthur's dream of getting uh, his men oh, home by Christmas. I like that. In the first days of the Chinese attack, the Eighth Army in total had 11,000 dead, wounded, or missing. Mm. Uh, basically, within two weeks right. of the Chinese offensive, they had completely cleared North America of
0: enemy troops. I'm sorry, you... you- General... Uh, you said the Chinese had 11,000 dead?
1: No. In the first days of the Chinese offensive, right. okay. the 8th Army, the American 8th okay, Army, I just want to make sure. had 11,000 dead, wounded, or missing. Jesus. Uh, General Edward Armand wrote, this is a guy running 8th Corps, the chief of staff, mm-hmm. um, we are having a glut of Chinamen <laughs> and said he hoped he would have a chance later on to give these yellow bastards what is coming <sighs> to them.
0: Can't can't say
1: that. How dare they stop us from invading a country right next to True. their country? And
0: we promised to go into the bastards. bastards. yes, selfish bastards. Yeah. And, and did you mention this? So the eighth, because because of the Chinese push, the eighth army does leave Pyongyang on December 5th. So they're not only giving up what they've captured of I'll just call it Central North Korea. North, North Korea, they're now starting to give up. You know, they're actually moving out of Central uh, Korea. So the the Americans, the Koreans, the British, everyone else are being pushed back for miles by this massive uh, Chinese offensive.
1: During that first week, MacArthur repeatedly uh, called it a fluid situation. Oh, is
0: it? It's flowing Um, one way, motherfucker. To which... Sorry, go ahead.
1: To which... Truman replied, "That's uh, the way a pub. That's a public relations man. <laughs> say that again." Truman said, "That's a public relation man's way of saying that he can't figure out what's going
0: oh, on. He's a fluid situation. He's not wrong. He's, Truman's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. All yeah.
1: right. Well, that's the end of episode uh, two hundred five. Uh, we'll be back with the Chinese offensive next time."
0: descended across the continent.